Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the second part of the review for your final exam. Uh, this is the civil liberties and civil rights stuff. Uh, this is the side, the part that we went over in class on Friday. Um, and uh, this, is, this is just a refresher. I'll also try and go in a little more depth, uh, in depth. I uh, tried to go, you know, when I'm with you, I'll try to go as fast as I can uh, to get you through uh, the monotony of some of this material. Uh, anyways, uh, the review is on E-Class if you want to have it, if you don't have your paper copy, or if you like to type, if you're taking notes and, and all that kind of stuff. All right, so the first up there is Shank versus the U.S. Now, uh, this is one of the required court cases, so you really need to understand, you, you kind of know, need to know what went into it, but more importantly, you need to understand kind of the facts of the case um, and then what the ruling was. So first off, Shank, you know, what led to this? Well, Shank was a socialist leader of some sort. I'm not sure. It might have been the Socialist Party. Uh, but he was a higher up, like a vice president type person uh, or something along those lines in this organization. And uh, they were outside of some kind of office, like a draft office or something like that, because they were protesting the the draft. This happens during World War One, And their argument is that the draft violates the 13th Amendment. Now, if you'll recall, the 13th Amendment uh, is the one that got rid of slavery. And it said no more involuntary servitude. And so the argument is the draft, you're pulling people into the military against their will. Therefore, that's involuntary servitude. So that's their whole argument. And they're out there giving speeches. Uh, they have pamphlets and literature uh, on the topic and, and those sorts of things. So they're out there doing their thing, get arrested. OK, uh, and they are charged um, and they go to jail. They go to their trial. They are found guilty uh, at the lower levels and they'll eventually appeal. Now, the appeal is based on two rights in the First Amendment, and that is the right to free speech. So their argument is, hey, I'm allowed to say what I want to. I'm allowed to critique the draft and then uh, the right to, or excuse me, the, the freedom of the press because they did have literature and items like that. So the Supreme Court is going to get it. They're going to review all these materials and and go through this, this stuff, um, very technical term, their stuff. And they're eventually going to find that in favor of the U.S. government. All right. They're going to say that, um, yes, you have free speech. However, you create or you presented a clear present danger to the U.S. government during this time. So if you fall into that category where you could be considered a threat of some sort, your free speech, your free press could be suspended. OK. And so that's the what the court ruled and what they found was, yes, free speech is a thing. However, in this situation, you pre you, you presented uh, as a threat. And so uh, your rights are suspended in those times. Now, like I said in class, if this quick, if this happened today, if someone was giving speeches and protesting something, I don't even think it would make it to the uh, it wouldn't even make it to the, the courts. Unless something really weird happened. All right. Next up on your study guide is establishment clause versus free exercise clause and the court cases. Okay. Uh, all right. So the establishment clause, the court case you got to remember is Engel versus Vital, and the free exercise clause is Wisconsin versus Yoder. The test is going to ask you to differentiate those two, two things. Now, <clears throat> you do need to know uh, the establishment clause and the free exercise clause, but be sure you understand which case is which so you can make uh, your best. Uh, effort to answer this question. Okay. Uh, establishment clause. This is the one that says, Hey, no state sponsored religion. 
And so this is what gives us the separation of church and state uh, in some of these cases. All right. Then you got free exercise. This is the one that says you're going to be able to worship how you want to. Uh, you can have, um, you know, whatever kind of worship service you want to or whatever kind of whatever you want to do in your in your religion, as long as it's not illegal. You can do that kind of stuff. OK, so the two court cases that you got to know are Engel versus Vital. And uh, that's the, the prayer school case. OK, and so um, basically the argument was that these teacher led prayers before every class um, was the, the government attempting to create a religion. The establishment clause says the government can't do that. And so that's where the court ruled that way in that case. And then Wisconsin versus Yoder uh, is the free exercise class, uh, not class, but case. And that's the one where the Amish wanted to pull their kids out. OK, uh, and it was against Wisconsin. It was against Wisconsin state law. So the argument was, well, hey, this is going to violate um, our free exercise. And eventually the Supreme Court's going to agree and say that, hey, those, that's that state law, that state policy uh, violates the free exercise uh, of the Amish in that area. OK, or in that state, I guess. Uh, all right. Thirty eight. The selective incorporation. So first off, we need to remember that the states would, would would prefer not to have to do the the bill rise they would rather not implement these things their argument is the bill of rights is an agreement between the citizens and the federal government it is not an agreement between the citizens and the states so in in theory they shouldn't have to enforce it now, most of those Bill of Rights things, the items that are in there, are already in state constitutions. So you're going to get these rights. However, there are some cases, there are some instances where the states would like to be able to ignore some of the Bill of Rights. Selective incorporation is just going to be the fact that the Supreme Court has basically said, states, you have to apply, you have to, uh, you know, you, you have to use the Bill of Rights. You have to, the, the 14th Amendment and due process says that you're going to use these things. You're going to, I say use, you're going to implement, you're going to enforce, you're going to honor the Bill of Rights. Okay. Um, and so that's the key thing to remember about selective incorporation. States don't want to enforce the Bill of Rights. They don't want to apply it to themselves. The Supreme Court says the 14th Amendment and the due process clause make you, and you have to in, in, in incorporate uh, the Bill of Rights. And like I said, there's several court cases. Uh, the one that comes to mind this most recent, Chicago versus McDonald, was a gun one, a gun rights one, where Chicago had some pretty strict uh, gun laws. And uh, they said, hey, the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to us. But then uh, the Supreme Court said, nah, it does. And so they had to incorporate those, those rules and those laws. Uh, all right, number 39, rights guaranteed to a person that is arrested. So um, you're going to want to know uh, four through eight of the amendments here uh, um, and the rights that come with being accused. So be sure you, you pay attention and just you can remember it. Uh, this is one of those lower level questions where you'll just have to be able to pull and figure out, well, hey, what is a, a right of an arrested person? So remember the fourth person, fourth person, the fourth amendment protects your unlawful, your right from unlawful search and seizure. So the government cannot unlawfully search and seize you. The fifth amendment uh, protects your right to, to no self-incrimination. Now that can be applied to uh, the courtroom where you don't have to, to testify, it can be applied to the, um, the, when you're arrested, you know, they can't force you to talk to them, the police, uh, the sixth amendment, this is your right to a lawyer. This is your right to, uh, 
uh, a fair and speedy trial, a jury, all those things that come with that stuff. Uh, and then the Eighth Amendment is no cruel and unusual punishment. All right, number 40, the exclusionary rule. Uh, so this is the item that we talked about. Uh, and I, I read that tweet that I had saved uh, about, I think it was, was it a young thug maybe or something like that? Uh, anyways, you can't use you, you can't have illegally obtained evidence uh, used against you. So if somehow or another the government goes about collecting evidence the wrong way, they get it uh, illegally somehow. Uh, maybe they and in, 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 don't think it's like the the cops doing something illegal. It's just maybe it's a mistake they make where uh, they collect evidence or they come across evidence in, in some manner that they that they shouldn't have or something along those lines, um, it, it might get kicked out. And that's what the exclusionary rule is. And that comes from MAP versus Ohio. But MAP versus Ohio is not on the test. All right, 41. Um, so it is Supreme Court and the 14th Amendment. And we just, you got to remember the 14th Amendment to find a citizen, okay? And it has two big clauses. It's got the equal protection and the due process. All right. Now it was pretty much forgotten from 1867 until around 1920, 25, somewhere in there. All right. Um, and then Gitlow versus New York, the, the Supreme court, and this is where the Supreme court part comes in. Uh, they start forcing states to apply the equal protection and the due process um, to their rules, their laws, their policies. Uh, once again, going back to that selective incorporation thing, remember the states did not want to enforce the Bill of Rights and the Supreme Court through the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause and Due Process Clause uh, kind of tries to make them, <clears throat> not tries to, it does. All right, 42 is the Fifth Amendment Due Process versus the 14th Amendment's due process. And uh, this is pretty quick and, and simple. The Fifth Amendment is more of a citizen thing. Okay. Uh, so it protects, uh, well, of course, it's a citizen thing. Uh, the Fifth Amendment is going to protect citizens uh, kind of on the individual level from the federal government. Um, the 14th Amendment due process is more so that the states have to give you those rights that come with the, uh, the Fifth Amendment. So basically the 14th Amendment's due process clause is going to apply, make the states apply the Fifth Amendment's due process clause. The Fifth Amendment guarantees you that the federal government is going to do those things. They're not going to, um, to force you to self-incriminate and things like that. The 14th Amendment is what makes the states enforce that Fifth Amendment. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So um, the Fifth Amendment as it stands alone, is more about individuals and the federal government. And then the 14th Amendment and the due process part uh, is going to protect citizens from the states. Okay, uh, let's see. 43 is the Supreme Court and the death penalty. So uh, remember, the death penalty uh, is something that the, the courts have ruled on. They have done so several times through the years. And um, it's a it's been left to a a state-to-state -state decision, okay? Um, they, some states have it, Georgia does, uh, other states do not. And um, that comes from a case actually here in Georgia. Uh, there was a case uh, 
Furman versus Georgia that stopped the death penalty for a while. And then Greg versus Georgia said, no, that's legal and that's fine. And so the death penalty is something that's been around. It's been around for a long time, uh, but it's been kind of definitively ruled on since the 70s. Now, there are some people that cannot be put to death. And that's going to be um, the the mentally handicapped. Okay, so uh, if you can, if you if you are or you can prove that uh, you're mentally mentally disabled or uh, something along those lines, uh, you cannot get the death penalty. Okay, Uh, and that comes from a case up in Virginia. I'm drawing a blank on the person's name, but he was a part of a three person crew that kidnapped someone. Uh, took them to an ATM, forced them to draw, withdraw their money, uh, took them to the, the woods, shot and killed them. Okay. This guy got the death penalty on appeal uh, after a psychiatric evaluation. They found that, that he had a very low IQ, one that technically made him mentally handicapped. And um, they said, you can't do that. You can't put those uh, mentally disabled people uh, to death. Okay. And this is why you'll see people trying to say, hey, I'm, you know, uh, insane, don't want to get the death penalty from reason of insanity. And the young people comes from Roper versus Simmons, a 17 year old. I think, I think he killed his, his family, his not his family, his parent, his, uh, girlfriend's family, uh, got the death penalty, but he was 17 at the time. So they, they can't do that. Now you can't be tried as an adult. You just won't get the death penalty. All right. 44 police searches. So a very broad term here, very broad topic. Um, so remember, um, that the three things that allow the police to search you uh, is if they have a warrant, okay, if they have probable calls, calls, not calls, and if they have your permission. All right. Now, on the test, uh, it's going to ask you, you know, how can the police conduct searches? Uh, and remember, this is going to be very broad um, as far as the, the answers go. So just keep that in mind. There are multiple ways that uh, they can they can search you. And I'm telling you this so you please take your time with that question. All right, let's take a break for just a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. Uh, so Brown versus Board and Roe versus Wade is next up. Now you've seen this type of question before. Uh, the Brown versus Board uh, and Roe versus Wade are going to be put into a table. So you're going to have one column with Brown. You're going to have one column with Roe, and uh, you'll have to look for the row where they have the correct answer um, in both. Okay. So just remember, I think most of y'all are pretty familiar with both these cases uh, at this point in your lives. But uh, Brown versus Board, remember, this is the one that shot down separate but equal. It, it turned overturned Plessy versus Ferguson uh, and said that schools, you know, uh, they definitely were separated, but they were definitely weren't equal. And that was not good and not right. And so they, the integration schools began. And then Roe versus Wade, uh, that's going to be the one where it's going to get rid of the state laws against abortion <clears throat> and allow a woman uh, to begin having uh, an abortion 
uh, through, I think they ruled through the first trimester or something. They, they put a time frame on there, I believe. And so that's uh, that was that one. Now, once again, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. College Board has not taken it out of our standards yet, so that's why I'm leaving that in there. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Okay. So it's, uh, it's it, hopefully you remember that at this point, that it has been overturned. Uh, however, like I said, College Board has not taken it out yet. So you could potentially see a question. I don't think you will, though. But just in case. Uh, all right, 46, affirmative action. So uh, both 46 and 47 are going to cover a cartoon. Um, and really, you know, you, you're going to have to look at the cartoon and, and be able to read and interpret it. However, it is good to know what affirmative action is. Uh, and I think that will, will help you uh, along with some of the information about it. So affirmative action was created in the, the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, it's a government program, a government policy. Uh, and it was really started, to, uh, designed or directed toward like businesses and corporations and things like that. And it was designed to, to try and give uh, groups that had been traditionally discriminated against uh, kind of a fair shake or a fair shot uh, in the labor force. And so that's where affirmative action comes from. Uh, and so it was applied to businesses and businesses did apply it. Um, where you know, the NFL still has a rule where they have to, uh, if there's a head coach opening, they have to at least interview a certain amount of minority candidates. I can't remember what the number is anymore. Uh, but that falls along the lines of affirmative action, trying to give groups that have been traditionally discriminated against uh, a shot and a fair shake. Okay. Um, and so that was how it began. It then began to be applied to colleges and college admission. Now, most of you have applied to a college, I'm sure, at this point, and you had to check your race, okay? Um, and what, it's been kind of an evolution. Colleges started out by taking affirmative action as, okay, we have to have a certain amount of minority candidates uh, or minority students or however you want to put it. And so they would do basically racial set-asides, racial quotas, all right? Now, this came, came to a head in a court case out in California, Bach versus the University of California at Berkeley or something like that. Uh, the quick backstory, Bach was a Vietnam vet. He had been um, in the, like the, the doctor type thing, uh, the medical military, whatever that is. I'm drawing blank what it's called. And so he had come back home after serving and had decided, well, you know what, I, I did this, I had that experience, and, and now I want to you know, go to medical school and, and start doing this full time. So he applies to the University of California and is denied. Okay. Um, he applies a second time, is denied again. Now, somehow at this point, he finds out that the university had, I think it was 20. All right. They had set aside 20 spots for minority candidates. And somehow he finds out that his test scores and numbers were better than the uh, the minority candidates, or at least most of them or something along those lines. OK, uh, now I think probably at this point there was someone at the university that was feeding him this information because there's no way he should have been able to find that out on his own. Right. So there was somebody probably in the university telling him, hey, uh, this happened and this is this is what's going on and and whatnot. And so there was probably somebody that had a vendetta against the school or something like that working in the school. Anyways, uh, the Supreme Court gets it and they're going to rule uh, that you know the, the quotas, you can't do that. All right. So racial quotas uh, are not right. You can't do those. 
However, um, they did let, and they let Bach uh, enter the school. So he did eventually get in and, and go to school. Now, more recently, early 2000s, uh, there's been other cases about this. Uh, and it, basically what those cases have, have created or, or made is that um, quotas, you still can't use quotas, all right, uh, for any group. But diversity, you know, if, you're, if, if a college is trying to diversify, they can use race as a factor. It's not going to be the deciding factor. It's not supposed to be the deciding factor, but it can be used as a factor uh, in getting into college. Uh, and that was Grudger versus Bollinger, if you want to look at that. And then there was a Texas one, and I can't remember uh, what the girl's name, uh, but it was out of Texas. All right, 48 is Civil Rights Act versus, or and the Voting Rights Act. So uh, for this one, yeah, you need to, to just really know the difference, okay? Civil Rights Act is going to, supposed to stop discrimination, really geared towards uh, hiring practices and things like that. Um, it's been applied all over the place at this point, but when it was first created, the idea behind it was, hey, let's stop discrimination in some of these hiring practices. So you can't be not hired based on race, sex, religion, um, national origin, uh, you know, all, the, all those things. The Voting Rights Act was created because the Civil Rights Act did not address the voting piece, all right? And we know that during this time when these things were created, the late 60s or the middle 60s, uh, there were still plenty of barriers out there uh, for African-Americans to vote. So the, Af the, uh, the Voting Rights Act is going to, to try to attempt to uh, make the, the registration process safer uh, and easier. And um, it's also going to try and keep uh, the voting easier and safer uh, for African-Americans, which it, it did. And so that if you look at the numbers, if you ever go back and look at some of the numbers, I know that's the kind of stuff you're just dying to do. But if you ever look at it, you'll see an increase in voter registration amongst African-Americans, an increase in voter turnout after this, as well as um, an increase in actual um, African-American politicians being able to run and win seats uh, in office. All right. Uh, 49, Violish, violations of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. <clears throat> okay. So for this one, you're going to get some scenarios and you're going to have to decide well, what was uh, a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. So I'm not going to go through all the, the possible scenarios and I'm not going to go through the ones that are on the test either, but you'll have to be able to pick this out. Okay. Just remember, equal protection uh, from the 14th Amendment means that uh, you are supposed to be kept, uh, everything's supposed to be equal, okay? So everything is supposed to be equal. And when I say everything, I mean the laws are supposed to be applied to us equally. Uh, if me and you get stopped for whatever traffic violation that are, there is, they're not supposed to just let me go with a warning and, you know, tear apart your car. So there's that. We get to public policy, okay? Uh, the policy should be applied equally. Just basically everything should be done on an equal basis. And uh, that is what we're getting at there. <clears throat> and once again, on the test, you're going to get several scenarios. You're going to pick out the one that would be considered a violation uh, of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. So I think you'll be able to pull, uh, looking at them, I think you'll be able to pick it out uh, if you've paid attention and understand the Equal Protection Clause and what it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, 50, the free exercise cases. So uh, this one is another one that's similar to the last question about the equal protection stuff where you're going to get some cases 
uh, and have to decide well, which one uh, is a um, free exercise case. Actually, it's going to uh, be an accept. So there's a there's an accept one. So basically, you're going to have to decide, hey, the, the Supreme Court ruled this way for free exercise uh, and which one did they not? Okay. So, um, I, I feel like I don't, didn't explain that very well because I, I feel like I've, I've lost myself trying to explain how the question is going to look on the test. Um, so the, the courts have ruled, uh, many things, uh, over the, the years. Okay. Uh, all the way back from the, the 1850s, uh, we talked about the, the polygamy thing with the Mormon religion, uh, how you can't, they couldn't do that. Uh, it was against the free exercise. Uh, they have made other things. We talked about Wisconsin versus Yoder uh, with the, the school, uh, you know, the, the compulsory school age and things like that. Um, they have ruled on uh, objections to going to war <clears throat> based on religious uh, grounds, uh, wearing uh, hair uh, and dress and things like that in the military a certain way for religious reasons. So all those things are part of uh, the free exercise. So we talked about Oregon versus Smith. That's the one where they said you can't do illegal things. Um, and that's where that, and when I say that, I, I'm specifically saying you can't do drugs um, <clears throat> as a part of your religious ceremony and call it free exercise. Okay. Um, that was a long meandering way to get to uh, the, some of those cases. So I apologize. Uh, all right. 51, 52, 53. They all deal with the same sex marriage case, Obergefell versus Hodges. All right. And there is a quote from the majority opinion that you will read and you will need to, to really interpret and answer some questions about it. All righty. Uh, one of the questions is going to ask you to summarize uh, that. So yeah, I'm not going to read the decision or the, the, the quote from you, from the test for you. Uh, I think you'll be able to read it and take a look at it and probably summarize it. Just take your time, though. You know, Don't rush through this question. Uh, I know sometimes we get to, and especially toward, this is going to be towards the end of the test. I was like, oh, my God, I got to read this passage. Uh, if you need to, remember, you got two hours with this test. Take a, take a second. You take a deep breath. Um, and then, then read. It's not that long. It's a paragraph. So, you know, it's not asking too much. Uh, but anyways, just, you know, Obergefell versus Hodges, <clears throat> it ruled uh, in favor of same-sex marriages. It's going to legalize them across the board, uh, across the country. Uh, it used the 14th Amendment and the Equal Protection Clause uh, to make that ruling. All righty. Um, and so that's why 52 talks about same-sex marriage and the 14th Amendment. <clears throat> and then, um yeah that that's it okay so uh, let's take a quick break all right welcome back to the last few questions here uh first up we got title nine now on the test there's going to be a passage from title nine okay remember it's a a part of the amended civil rights act <clears throat> excuse me and title nine was created uh, specifically for schools and to try and stop sex discrimination in schools. All right. Uh, and it, it, it was at one point, you know, it was probably actually classroom stuff, but uh, it's really gone to the, uh, um, 
the sports really is what it's kind of used at. And basically just you know, to keep it as simple as possible, uh, female athletes need to have the same opportunities as boy athletes do, whether it's the, the amount of sports, facilities, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody should have the same opportunity to participate. All right. And so that's why uh, you see uh, an even number of, of male sports and female sports uh, at the high school level and at the college level. All right, 55, civil liberties. So the term uh, civil liberties, this is going to be those protections from the government. And remember, those come from the first 10 amendments, okay? So those are things the government cannot do. They cannot take away from you as an individual. The government cannot come in and take away your free speech if you're just simply critiquing the government. I can say almost whatever I want to about the government right now. I can say I think they're doing a horrible job. I can say I think they're doing a great job. All right. And either way, I can't be punished because I have free speech. All right. Uh, they can't take away your right to not self-incriminate with the Fifth Amendment. They can't take away your right to cruel and unusual punishment. The government can't take away those civil liberties. It's an individual thing. Now, civil rights, which is a part of the next question, so I'm not going to go back over liberties, but the civil rights, this is where the government is doing the protecting. So civil liberties, the government is trying to protect you as an individual. Civil rights, the government is trying to protect and typically going to try and protect groups of people that have been discriminated against, marginalized, uh, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, but the government has come in and they are trying to do something uh, to make changes uh, to try and protect groups. And once again, a lot of times people's minds go right to the civil, uh, when they hear civil rights, it goes right to the African-American experience. But remember, it's any group, all right, that could be considered marginalized, a minority, discriminated against, anything like that, okay? So um, there, there's all, everybody has civil rights, okay? Uh, and the government does try to protect those civil rights. All right, last couple of things. Uh, first off, 57, 58, 59, it is a letter from a Birmingham jail. There's a passage from that. Uh, on the test. You'll have to read it. Take your time with it, just like I was talking about with the, the opinion is. It is a paragraph, and I know it's at the end of the test. So, you know, if you're one of those people that's like, oh my God, I can't read. Uh, I'm at the end of this test. Then then leave, go through the test and, and find the passages and read those first while you're fresh, and then go back and do the rest of them that don't have as much reading uh, at the end. Okay, but, but whatever you got to do, take your time with the passage and uh, get it read. And um, <clears throat> it's a uh, yeah. Okay. So 57 uh, is just a very broad question about the Birmingham jail. So just real quick, what is the Birmingham jail letter? Uh, this is where uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested, uh, obviously in Birmingham, because that's where he went to jail at. And he is going to, to make the argument. Um, actually, he's going to call out the pastors uh, from Birmingham, the white pastors from Birmingham. I'm not sure if that is in this piece. Uh, that I'm looking at. But anyways, what he's getting at uh, in the letter overall is the fact that uh, if you're sitting on the sideline, if you're just sitting there and you're watching these laws not be equally applied. So this law applies to him, Martin Luther King Jr., but not to this white pastor over here. If you're sitting by and you're just letting it happen, you're just as guilty as the people that are actually doing the the discrimination or whatever it, it might be. So that's kind of the, the crux of, of the, the letter, okay? Um, 
58, the review guide says what amendment would address Martin Luther King's uh, plea argument in the letter. Um, obviously, I, I, hopefully your mind goes right to the 14th and the equal protection. Okay. Uh, that was pretty much thought at the, at the heart of the letter was these laws should be equally applied. They're not being equally applied. And so that's a problem. All right. Uh, and then 59, uh, what form of protest did Martin Luther King uh, advise? Remember, he was always nonviolent. OK, that was his thing was protests, marches um, and, and uh, boycotts and things like that. And uh, that was his that was his his thing. Now, as they moved on, you probably remember this from U.S. history uh, as the movement moved own it did become more radical not martin luther king jr but different groups uh that wanted the same goal equal protection it just became uh more there was more of a call to action hey these non-violent protests aren't cutting it uh and, and not necessarily like get super violent but we need to take more action um it was Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Sorry. Uh, all right. Finally, number 60, there's a table. So is reading the table. All right. Uh, it's going to give you some information. And if you're not familiar with this, I think some people said that you talk about this in uh, psychology. Other people had no idea what I was talking about. So just real quick. In the Brown versus Board of Education case, there was a study that they used. And in this study, OK, uh, these people, doctors, I don't know what they were. Uh, but they took little kids, okay, and they gave them a choice between playing with a white doll and a black doll. And most of the kids would go towards and take the, the white doll, okay? And after talking to the kids, they found out that most of the kids identified the white dolls as good, the, the black dolls as bad. And so that was one of the, the things uh, or, or nice or, or whatever you want to call it. But anyways, uh, that was kind of the, the crux of the, the case. And I've used crux now twice, I think, in this. And uh, I'm not really happy that I've used that word. Anyways, um, that is the study. And there's going to be some data. There's a table that has some data. And then you just got to pick out the, the correct answer. So just so you, when you get it, you'll be, you won't be super surprised. Uh, and you'll know kind of what's going on uh, with that thing there. All right, guys, uh, best of luck. As always, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, remind is always, or not remind, we don't have that anymore. Talking points is always a great way to get a hold of me. Email, or there's this weird thing you can do where you can just talk to me in class, uh, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. We got two days in class together. All right, guys, best of luck on all your final exams. Best of luck on this final exam, too. And uh, I'll see you in class uh, for our last week together. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye.